This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Value Inspiration Podcast. My name is Ton Dobber, and I'm the founder of Value Inspiration. The purpose of my company is to help business software companies rethink what can be to become remarkable again. The goal that I have in this podcast is to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential that we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. So my strong belief is that we can think big, and therefore we should. And doing so will help to create a better world for all of us. And this podcast is all about that. The guest on my podcast this week is Stefan Iram, Chief Revenue Officer at Unique. We can all agree that we're in the customer experience and the customer engagement economy. You know, regardless of the age group and demographic you're reaching out to, at least in North America and Europe, the majority of, of companies that are doing well are the ones that are delivering the better customer experience. And that covers all channels and, and such. But online is growing. If it isn't the most important channel for, for a company, it is going to become the most important channel. You know, what's the opportunity? What's the, you know, what, what, what's the, the, the value? Well, by delivering a more relevant experience, we are driving a lot more engagement or the desired engagement because we can use, you know, real-time analytics to actually optimize the experience. And so what happens is we can drive the desired engagement automatically. That will drive the desired conversions or micro-conversions. And then ultimately that drives to the KPIs that you're, 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 they're important. This is Stefan. Since the year 2000, he has worked for top brands across a broad cross-section of industries to successfully deliver cloud and SaaS solutions that achieve KPIs and deliver ROI. From marketing technology to big data, to analytics, to AI and personalization, Stefan has helped his customers achieve measurable results from their marketing, digital data and cloud investments. He was the first international employee at Exact Target prior to its IPO and subsequent acquisition by Salesforce.com and he launched their Canadian presence. Stefan is a regular industry speaker and often called upon to speak about online marketing, relationship and lifecycle marketing, email marketing and other topics. I got triggered by Unique's down-to-earth approach to drive revenue through engagement and hence I invited Stefan to my podcast. We explore what is broken in the market with regards to helping SMBs taking advantage of the power of AI to grow fast and now. By listening to this interview you will learn three things. Firstly, why tech vendors should challenge their solutions whether it impacts the one or two most important KPIs of their ideal customers, and then go over and beyond to exceed the expectations in terms of how they deliver that impact. Secondly, that creating highly sophisticated solutions doesn't mean it has to be complex and time-consuming to implement and start driving value. And thirdly, that positioning is not a thing for just marketing. It's possibly the most strategic instrument you have to align every aspect of your business around the growth you aspire and ending up having customers saying, I'm glad you sold this to me. 
Okay, Stefan, thank you for joining on my podcast and taking the time to uh, explain yeah, the big idea behind Unique. So before we start, can you liberate a little bit to the audience about what drives you in day-to-day business and, and how you ended up with, with, with Unique? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. So what drove me to, to Unique, I guess, was the fact that historically, you know, what drives me is, is the fact that I like to help people, companies get what they want. You know, I've, I've helped coach minor sports. You know, I've, I've helped a number of charities. I'm uh, working with one very closely right now. And so at the end, I love win-win outcomes. And one of the things I guess that, that has driven me is, is my ego loves to be you know, stoked with uh, customers saying, I'm glad I, I've dealt with you. I, I'm glad you've sold me this. You know, I'm glad I've met you. When I connected with Unique, I saw that they had a lot of cool technology, but they weren't necessarily, you know, messaging properly and positioning it properly. So one of the things that drove me to Unique is that they can solve a lot of problems for an underserved part of the marketplace within the marketing world. And, you know, there are a lot of companies in AI, a lot of companies within personalization but they typically go after tier one logos. One of the things we're doing with Unique is actually going after the smaller mid-market companies, the companies that aren't sophisticated, but realize they need to get into that area. And so what drives me both now professionally and with Unique is you know, being able to go out and talk to a company with maybe 100 employees and only $5 million for their revenue, but help them leverage something like uh, Unique's AI-based personalization to deliver on their business goals. Okay. Well, before we jump into the solution, what is the big idea behind it? What, what did the founder see as something that's broken in the market to decide, okay, this needs a different approach and hence we are going to develop a solution for it? Yeah. So it's an interesting story and, and you know, I, I kind of chuckled at it, but one of the co-founders, our CEO, Murray, was in the you know, digital or online publishing space, but specifically around the gaming community. And one of the things that was happening was everything, you know, 98, 99, 100% of everything was was created and targeted to young male online gamers or, or, you know, PS2, Xbox, other types of gamers. But when they were doing research, they realized that a full 50% of the market was actually females. And they were complaining because there was really nothing targeted targeted at them. So he came up with the idea of, okay, what can we do? You know, we can start creating content for it, but how do we then start, start you know, personalizing this to the different audiences? And in that case, as, as simple as male versus female. And that was really the, the genesis of the idea behind Unique. And that was, can we use technology to analyze, not just ask people, are you male or female, but to analyze their behavior to then serve the right content up to them and deliver a relevant customer experience. And that's exactly you know, how this started as a sideline business. And like many people, this became the, uh, you know, 24 seven world for Murray and he brought in a uh, sort of co-founder on the technical side. Yeah. Okay. So I understand, I understand the dilemma. But once you saw, once you, well, you see the problem, there is an opportunity, but what is the impact your customers are seeing if they invest? Well, let's see before and after. What is the big difference yeah. here? Yeah. So, so first of all, I think we're, you know, we, we could all agree that we're in the customer experience and the customer engagement economy. 
you know, regardless of the age group and demographic you're reaching out to, at least in North America and Europe, the majority of, of companies that are doing well are the ones that are delivering the better customer experience. And that covers all channels and, and such. But online is growing. If it isn't the most important channel for, for a company, it is going to become the most important channel, yeah. even if they consider themselves omnichannel. So what's, you know, what's the opportunity? What's the, you know, what, what, what's the, the, the value? Well, by delivering a more relevant experience, we are driving a lot more engagement or the desired engagement because we can use you know, real-time analytics to actually optimize the experience. And so what happens is we can drive the desired engagement automatically. That will drive the desired conversions or micro-conversions, as we often call them, you know, the steps along whether you, call, you, know, you want to map your journeys or, or believe every journey is, is unique. And then ultimately, that drives to the KPIs that you're, 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 they're important. And most of the time, that's revenue, whether it's ad revenue or sales revenue, even if it's offline sales revenue. So it's really about driving a better customer experience to deliver the engagement that you want that deliver the conversion and the KPIs. Interesting. Now, our customers are, are, are seeing, you know, and, and we can use uh, industry numbers here, but we're seeing, you know, in some cases, five to 600% higher engagement rates in terms of content on a content-focused site. You know, we're seeing sometimes 5 to 10, but even as high as 20 to 25% increases in revenue, depending on the business model. And again, this is all being done just by you know, delivering a much better customer experience built on relevance. Yeah. Wow. So how does it work? I mean, is that something, I mean, there's been technology out there, and obviously... There's a bit of trick for this. What was the, the problem with, with the technology that was out there? Was it to do it at all or was it too complex to do that? Well, I think, that, you know, if, if we want to really break down AI and why it's you know, possible today, like really some of the mathematical models are Bayesian, which are coming from 400 years ago. So a lot of the ideas around algorithms, you know, the math behind it is is centuries old. But, you know, the ability for us to get low-cost data capture and storage, low-cost computing power, so we're talking about the cloud-based solutions, Amazon, Google, what have you, and then, you know, the fact that so much is being done online. So, you know, I always talk about, you know, the kryptonite or AI, you know, is the lack of data. So, you know, once you have data, you can do a lot of things with it. So what we're able to do is much more cost-effectively leverage the, the, the tool sets like algorithms True. to analyze data and do it in actual real time to make decisions, whether that decision is to pick content or offers or present a product, or even to steer you in a particular direction and not sell something to you because you're following a pattern where you need to be engaged before sold to. These are some of the things we can do in real time. Yeah, understood. Do you have specific sectors where this is playing more than others? I mean, I see on your website you do something for, uh, well, FinSurf, the financial services industry. I see you do something with e-commerce. So it's pr it's pretty diverse. Is that is that one product? Is it different products? Tell me a little bit about these uh, these use cases. Yeah. So generally, it's a single product or solution stack with you know more than twenty different types of algorithms. Sometimes running solo or together with others. But you know, what we're talking about is anywhere there is content, 
know, we, you know, if you've got six pieces of content that you want to serve up, we're not the best solution. And AI is not the best solution. You can do that through simple A-B testing and dynamic content rules. Yeah. But if you are a publisher or if you are a content marketer or if you're an e-commerce company and you've got four categories and a thousand SKUs, a thousand products to sell, you're not going to manually be able to analyze all those and then make decisions that are going to be the best decision. By using technology to first ingest and analyze the content to understand the meta information and, and, and the data around that, sure. then to track people individually, whether they're anonymous or known, you know, they can have a mobile profile and a desktop profile, you know, until they register or buy, we, we won't be able to connect them. But we can treat every individual profile uniquely and then in real time match them up with the most likely content they'll engage with or the mo most likely product they're going to be interested in in putting in their shopping cart. So if you look at that, we, we've really got three major industries. FinServe, as you said, a lot of the time with FinServe, you're, you're looking at you know a couple of dilemmas, lots of content. But a lot of financial services like wealth management and insurance is sold through agents or brokers or representatives. Mm -hmm. So we have the ability to track users across different sites, multiple sites, and take approved compliant content and render it, you know, as opposed to having advisors and such, you know, trying to create their own content. Okay. E-commerce is naturally a very, very big industry for us because, you know, it's already using a lot of AI, but the AI for many of the companies is out of reach, both budget-wise and you know, based on the resources required. So that's very big for us. We've got hundreds of companies uh, using our Shopify integration to, to use some of our just standard algorithmic optimization and content recommendations, and they're driving significant you know, increases, 10, 12, 15% revenue just by plugging us into to the regular stream. And then we also have digital content. The company grew out of publishing, so yep. we know news publishing very well, but there, there's a lot of other areas in that. So we are working with companies to take their real-time breaking news content, their you know, semi-real-time you know, real -time newsworthy content, but then also things like what we call generic content that could be used from season to season, you know, how to get your house ready for spring, how to get your car ready for winter, which can be reused. Or if they own a hundred different websites, be able to syndicate the content. And, you know, when you're on the site, if somebody is looking for things around a car, we can start finding content that isn't necessarily on the site, but is generic enough. We can bring it in, brand it to the site and put it, put it in there all in real time because we've already analyzed the content and we're in real time capturing an individual's behavior. So all of this, again, is, is really around automating the ability to put the right content in front of the right person at the right time. Let me make a small interruption here. Stefan just explained how Unique has put the effort in to understand for which type of scenarios they make the biggest impact. They don't pretend they are the best solution for everybody. But if it is in those three industries with these type of challenges, they make the difference. And that's how the value of segmentation and positioning truly comes alive. If you want to get some fresh guidance about what you can do to stand out in your marketplace by being 100% clear about who you are for and who you're not for, just drop me a note at ton.dobby at valueinspiration.com. Back to the interview.
Fascinating. The kind of the, the purpose of the content of the, of the content of the podcast is yeah the kind of the, the value we can unlock when when technology and people blend in the right way. And I realize that a great number of things that you're doing here is were typically done by by people, which you're now first of all freeing up. I would say to do things that are far more valuable. Are there any any elements in the solution? that are actually guiding the marketeers or the, the owners of the, of the e-commerce business to, well, to get ahead of the curve? Absolutely. So, you know, I, I've worked with a number of companies within the AI space. And, you know, one of the things that often happens is the marketeers end up getting stuck in the tactics and the day-to-day exactly. execution. And so what happens is they're not really focusing on the strategic, you know, parts like deep anal- you know, analytics or analysis of the data and such. So what ends up happening is we, we, we come to work, we have to send an email, we have to do this, we have to do that. And you're right, you know, sometimes you know, they'll, they'll, they'll actually do the work to create segmentation and personalization. However, that can't be scaled. And we're taking people away from really what they, the high value work that they could be doing around strategic insights. So you know, what are we doing? We're freeing up people to do that. And by taking over, you know, like AI isn't going to take jobs away from people necessarily, but it's going to automate the menial tasks that could be done by people, but takes them a lot of time. We can do it in close to real time. So I think the tech plus people is very important because people still need to decide where to apply the technology. One of the cool things is for publishers, I'll give you an example. In real time, you can use the unique dashboard to find out not just what specific articles are, are, are driving you know, the most clicks and how much money they're making. You can actually find out which categories of articles are that moment or that hour driving results. And then you can look at that historically and you can say to your journalists or your content creators, you know what, this type of content doesn't work for us. However, this does. And give them guidelines and saying, hey, if you want to help us out, this is the type of content. These are types of headlines or product descriptions that are required. So, again, we're going to take a much more strategic approach and tell these content creators, these are the new guidelines. And we have seen that happen specifically in the digital news publishing industry where you take the the print article headline, but you change it for online because you've learned that there's a different behavior around reading articles online. Yeah, so that's exactly. sort of one one of the simple ones. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, tremendously valuable because at the end, it's about using that combination to get all the KPIs to go up or down, depending where they should should be going. So if you, if you look at, I'm not sure whether you've been long with long enough with the company to understand or to, or to understand it. One one thing, but to, to have the answer to that, what what are the one or two things inside Unique that you say, hey, this this is what what sets it apart. From, from other solutions out there. You're right. I, I've only been, been here four or five months, but what really attracted me to Unique was the fact that when I sort of looked behind the green curtain, what I learned was that you know, what they were doing was analyzing which use cases had the best results and which A-B tests within those use cases had, had the best you know, impact on the KPIs and the outcomes. And interestingly enough, I've worked in this space, and a lot of the time, we trumpeted the fact that, oh, here's a tool set, go out and test everything you want, and so on and so forth. You know, companies could take a year or 18 months before they get to that optimized state that, that they should have gotten to earlier. 
What Unique has decided is that, you know what, we know for each of these niches we work in, we know the two or three best use cases that are going to drive the best benefits that everybody's yeah. looking for. And in most cases, for, for newspapers, it's, it's page views, therefore more ads. You know, it's more native content views. For e-commerce, it's, you know, getting people to find the product they're really looking for faster and then, you know, reducing the time it takes to, to buy something. And then, you know, in, in, in FinServe, it's actually getting compliant content, the proper compliant content in front of people rather than letting an advisor, you know, pick and choose content and sending it to everybody. So, you know, ultimately what we're looking at is is the ability to go in and, and hey, tell our customers, these are the two or three use cases that you should be doing. We'll implement those for you in, in a matter of two to three weeks. Oh, and by the way, we're going to set up one or two A-B tests with each of these. These are the ones that are going to drive eight out of 10 or 80 out of 100% of the growth potential that you have. So our customers see a reduced time to value yeah. and they get very excited because they're, it's not a long IT intensive project for you for them because they only have to give us certain data sets and certain exactly. access to their website. Exactly. Makes sense. Makes sense. So from from the time from well the learning that you've been doing in the, in selling this because I mean this is for many companies a new area something that they don't understand really that they haven't tested out. What have you learned in the selling process? Yeah, you know, I've learned a lot, you know, because historically I've been going after the larger, you know, financial services companies, the banks, uh, the telecommunications companies, the big brands of the world, big retailers. Going after some of these other companies, what, what I'm learning is, you know, pr pretty, pretty simple. Mid-market and smaller companies, specifically the ones that are a little less sophisticated and have not adopted technology as much, they are actually wanting to catch up and we're seeing somewhere in the neighborhood of you know between large companies and and, and smaller companies that about 50% are considered advanced you know or somewhat advanced versus not advanced in digital maturity yeah. and and so one of the things is we're hitting that other 50% and whether with our messaging around you know let's not get fooled into a single solution that will boil the ocean and give you every AI tool you need from now until, uh -huh. you know, you're retired. Let's solve the problems that are the most important. So there's a, a recent digital trends report from e-consultancy in Adobe. And it, it you know, it, it talks about what are the most important areas. So things like data-driven marketing, the focus on the individual is by far the single most important thing, both for large and smaller organizations. Yeah. Optimizing the customer experience is number two. You know, using marketing automation to increase efficiency and yield is number four. If you look at all of the things that they surveyed across all the different types of companies, size of companies, you know, across Europe and, and North America, it all falls in line. And because 50% of the companies that are going to spend a lot more time and energy and, and funds on AI are big, the other 50% are actually the smaller companies. And I think the smaller companies aren't going to buy these large platforms like IBM, Watson, or, or what have you. They need solutions that will work now, that will work you know, for the next year or two, and to give them the confidence to invest in, in future technologies. Yeah, make progress, get started, rather than anything else. Yeah, quick wins. Yeah, that's well, very down-to-earth, like it. And I think that's, that's a very good thing for, for people to do to, you know, to, to test the water. And from there, you can always go, go beyond.
but what I see a lot is, is hesitation in terms of uh, should we use it? Are we ready for this yet? And this is a good one to get started. So from everything you've seen with customers that you've served with Unique, what is an anecdote you're most proud of? What's an anecdote? Well, I, I think you know probably once a week I hear I, I hear this, and that is is that a lot of companies have sort of felt forced into purchasing technology, whether it's an add-on to their CRM or something else that they're using a CMS, they've kind of been compelled to purchase something because it will work best with you know, your existing platform. And in fact, it, it, it doesn't work and it causes you know, more issues. Mm-hmm. And that we can come in and apply our code, no different than like a Google Analytics JavaScript snippet, to start capturing information and building profiles like within hours of somebody signing an agreement. Mm-hmm. And then we can deploy these personalization widgets within two weeks without an integration. So just using overlays. So they literally have to spend less than one hour of their time to set up the content feed, to drop the code, and we do everything else. To them, the biggest dilemma in the past has been they don't have the, the, the team or the resources or the funds to set up these teams to make this happen. And then we can come in and actually give them the promise of this in a limited set of use cases. And so what's the antidote? It, it's, hey, I didn't think we could do this. And then showing them that they can. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's amazing what is possible. I'm using a number of AI tools myself and I, I still get surprised in a positive way every single day. Let me see, from, from the lessons that you've learned in selling this and getting this to markets, like I said, a, a big portion of, of the issue of adoption in the market with, with these type of yeah, disruptive technology, I would call them, is the education and, the, and the, the mindset that leaders have, entrepreneurs have. So what would you advise CEOs or leaders of companies to do differently, to ask themselves or to challenge them with? Yeah, I think that's that's a great question. I don't think there's a simple or single answer because obviously tech company CEOs are going to be more likely to adopt, and and hence you know that's how CRM, you know Salesforce.com built their business on the backs of tech companies who were more likely to adopt technology to solve their problems. But now we're seeing traditional legacy you know businesses running their companies and new apps on things like Salesforce.com and so on. So, you know, I think, you know, the, the message or the, the advice really is that you have to do it, but you have to set realistic goals or realistic expectations around what to do. So have somebody help you figure out what is reasonable and achievable, you know, and to deliver these quick wins. I think quick wins are the only way you're going to get these, let's say, under-informed executives who who are doing this more because they're afraid that the competition is ahead of them rather than proactively saying, hey, this is part of our strategic you know, go-to-market go plan. So I think the idea is you have to have the quick wins. If somebody's coming and, and trying to sell you the world you know, and, and boil the ocean, as we say, you know, be afraid, be very afraid. <laughs> Look at somebody that can solve your biggest problems right now. And usually those are going to be around customer experience, engagement, and driving those KPIs. So you need to partner with somebody that you know is looking to do that. And for mid-market and smaller, smaller companies, it would be great to be able to afford IBM Watson or other solutions, but they're not, even if it was more affordable, they're not thinking of themselves as IBM customers. I agree. Wise advice. 
So, I mean, we are at uh, the bottom of the hour or top of the hour, kind of wrapping it all up. Where can people go to find out more about, about Unique, its solution, and yeah, to connect with you? No, I appreciate that. Now, so, we are a Canadian company. We are called Unique, spelled Y-O-U-N-E-E-Q, with a .ca, unique.ca. That's our website. You know, we, we have customers right now across North America. We're, although a Canadian company, we are more focused on, have more U.S. customers. It's a bigger market. And we are in, in discussions right now with Canadian or U.S. companies with global operations looking to take us to their European operations as well. Okay. And how to connect with, with you, with your founder? Yeah, well, we are both on LinkedIn. I think you have to be. So my name is Stefan, S-T-E-F-A-N, last name E-Y-R-A-M. I think I'm the only one on LinkedIn with that name. Murray, our you know co-founder and CEO is Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, Galbraith, G-A-L-B-R-A-I-T-H. And again, on LinkedIn. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you very much for your time today. It was, I mean, I really liked your feet on the ground advice in terms of how to get started. I, I, I know from all the interviews that I've done with, with pioneers in this space that the, the, selling, the selling phase is often not as, so, not as straightforward as you would think because, you know, the value is absolutely there, but it's maybe the, the people are not prepared for it part, don't know what to expect that is holding them back. It's maybe inertia even. And yeah, the advice to just get started and do it in realistic steps is a, is a perfect one. So thank you very much. Yeah, for your and, time. yeah, and I thank you for your time as well. The pleasure was fully on my side, Stefan. And I'm impressed with, uh, like I said, the down-to-earth approach that you have around yeah, delivering results for, for SMB customers. And that leads me to closing this session. So for everybody that's listening today, thank you for tuning into this podcast. I had the honor to speak to Stefan Iram, Chief Revenue Officer at Unique. The goal of this podcast is to share compelling ideas and showcases to inspire what can be when technology and people blend in the right way. It's my strong belief that too much focus is put on automating people out of a process, in other words, cutting costs, rather than scenarios where the unique strength of people are augmented with technology to change the established rules and to deliver a value that was unimaginable before. So with this podcast, I want to make a contribution to change this to create a broader awareness of what can be, to accelerate the adoption by bringing together you, a tribe of like-minded people and organizations, and lastly, to accelerate the initiatives and solutions that could be created because one idea inspires the other. So if you know about stories that are worth sharing, please send me a message. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas, and that starts with you. If you want to have more information, read my blogs, or obtain information on working with me, just visit me on my website, valueinspiration.com. Thank you for tuning in. And you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast or provide me with your feedback. I'll see you shortly in a new episode. questions we've got answers business leadership ownership and sales can be challenging tune into the accelerate your business growth podcast to learn from the world's experts join me your host diane helbig as i chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business 
You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.